0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده نستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولا تقولوا لمن يقتل في سبيل الله أموات بل أحياء ولكن لا تشعرون Rabbi Shrahli Sadri wa Yasirli Amri wa Hnul Ukdatam Milisani Yafkahu Pawli Sadaq Allah, Sadaq Allahum Hulana Nadeem wa Balla Ghana Rasoolahun Nabiul Kareem wa Nahnu Adad Ali Kalamina Shahideen wa Shakideen wa Alhamdulillahi My dear respected elders and brothers, Mot is something that we cannot escape. We all have to die one day. It's just a matter of when and how When a person is going to die Where a person is going to die And how a person is going to die That is only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already fixed A specific lifespan for each and every individual And definitely without doubt We're going to leave this world But the very important thing is How we're going to leave this world When we're going to die that is fixed We don't know but we have to be prepared for it where we are going to die, that also only Allah Ta'ala knows we have to be prepared for it. But how we are going to die is a very important thing. And most of us, most of us, we desire and we like to die in a nice way, in a beautiful way. Many of us have this aspiration, I would like to pass away in sajda. Everybody, they have this desire and aspiration, you know, with the tilawat of Quran. Or at least with the kalima on my lips. Or we have this desire that I must pass away, I must die in Makkah and Medina. Although when people go for Umrah and Hajj, they say not this Umrah, next Umrah. Now I want to die in Makkah and Medina but not this Umrah, next Umrah. But whatever it is, everyone has this desire that I must die in a, and have a beautiful morte and a beautiful death. But in the eyes of Allah, which is the best morte, which is the best death. And that is the death of a martyr and of shahadat. Dying for the sake of Allah, being killed, being martyred, or what you can say, assassinated for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dying as a shaheed is the greatest and the best form of death. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in one hadith, وَالَّذِي نَفْسُ مُحَمَّدٍ بِيَدِهِ by the oath of that being in whose hand is the life of Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه وسلم, an aghzu fa uqtal, thumma aghzu fa uqtal, thumma aghzu fa uqtal oh kama qal salatu wa Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam said my heart's desire is that I should go out in the path of Allah and I should fight for the sake of Allah I should fight for the sake of Allah and I should be killed I should be made shaheed then I must be given life again. I must fight again in the path of Allah. I must be made shaheed again. I must go out and fight again. I must be made shaheed again. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is desirous of shahadat. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala used to make dua for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he should say, O oh Allah, Allahumma zukni shahadatan fee Sabili. Wajal mawti فِي بَلَدُ رَسُولِكَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He should make, make dua to Allah that, Oh Allah, grant me shahadat, martyrdom in your path. And let me die in the beloved city of your Rasul صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Sahaba Ikram used to wonder how will this dua ever be fulfilled. Because in the early, in the time of Umar رضي الله تعالى battles were taking place far from Medina. They were conquering Rome and Persia and all those. And Umar radiyallahu taalaahu because of the responsibilities of the state and the affairs of the Muslims, he was in Madina Sharif all the time. Many a times he wanted to go out in Jihad, and the Sahaba told him, "No, you have to remain behind. Who's going to take responsibility and who's going to take care of the affairs of the Muslims?" And sah- sahaba used to wonder how this dua of Umar radiAllahu ta'ala is ever going to be fulfilled because he's asking for two two things. One is to pass away in the path of Allah and as as a shaheed, to pass away as a shaheed. And the other is in the city of Medina, in the city of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And it so happened whilst he was reading the Fajr salah, Abu Lu'lu the, Abu, Abu the Majusi, the fire worshipper, he assassinated Umar radiAllahu ta'ala, anhu, the incident it is lengthy, but this was the desire of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi sallam in one hadith he mentions, and he says that when a person goes into Jannat, any person going into Jannat, even if you offer him the entire world and everything that the world contains, he will never desire to come back into this world, illa shaheed, except the shaheed. A shaheed will wish to come back into the world, not for the dunya, not for the world, he will desire to come into this world, to come and fight again in the path of Allah. To go and give his life again for the sake of Allah. Because in that two, ten times he will desire to come back and go back, come back and go back. Why? Because he will see or he realize what is the maqam and the status and what honor Allah has given to a shaheed. A mu'min and a believer should desire shahadat. We should have this desire in our hearts that I must die for the deen of Allah. We must have this desire in our hearts. You see, sahaba Kiram, they used to wait for shahadat. They used to make dua for, shah, for for shahadat. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala anhu who was known as Saifullah, the sword of Allah. He was passing away on his bed in his house and he is crying profusely. Sahaba karam that were around him or the people that were around him Say, why are you crying? You are safe for Allah You have been given great title by, 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 by Nabi kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam You waged so many wars and jihad You know, you went out in the different parts of the world Waging jihad for the sake of Allah Why are you crying? He says, I am crying because I am passing away in my house on my bed you know, I had gone every time. There is not a spot on my body that does not have a wound of a sword or an arrow or a spear. But look at how I am passing away. So then it was explained to him that you are safe Allah. You are the sword of Allah. And the sword of Allah cannot be broken. You cannot fall in the battlefield. But this was the desire of, of Sahaba Ikram. One once Sahabi... Comes to in Masjid Nabawi and in his Salah he makes dua and he says, "Allahumma aatini afdal ma tu'ti ibadak as-salihin Oh Allah, grant me the best that You ever grant to any of Your pious servants. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam overheard him making this dua. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam called him and said, "Who made this dua?" He says, "Yes, I made this dua." So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him, "Then be prepared. Your horse is going to be wounded and you are going to become shaheed." What is meant by this? That we ask for the best which Allah will ever give to a pious servant of his and there is nothing better than martyrdom. So we should desire for more. As we should desire for the, 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 mort of a shaheed. We should desire for, for, for shahadat. Hazar Rafi bin Khadij radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He joined Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in an expedition. He was a very young Sahabi at that time. According to some it was at the time of the Battle of Uhud, and an arrow pierced the body of Hazrat Rafi bin Khadijah radhiyallahu taala anhu. And as we all know, the arrows in the olden times had like a like a triangular head in front, and then the the shaft. And then the stick. So the arrow pierced him, and the shaft was sticking out, but the head of the arrow was inside his body. He comes to Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam, and he says, "Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, remove this arrow for me." So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, "I give you two options. One option is that I uh, remove the entire arrow from your body. The other option is that the head of the arrow will remain in your body, and I will break off the shaft, the stick." the shaft will be removed but the head of the arrow will remove it will will remain in your body but i give witness that you will be shaheed. he said ya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam leave the arrow in my body leave the head of the arrow in my body Com- uh, commentators and narrators of this incident they say that hazrat rafi bin khadijah lived till the time of hazrat muawiyah radiyallahu ta'ala anhu during the time of Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that wound, he fought many battles after that, but that wound which he sustained with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it opened up. And because of that wound, he passed away. And definitely Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam will give shahadat, will give witness on the day of Qiyamah that Rafi bin Khadij radiallahu ta'ala anhu was a shaheed in the path of Allah. One Bedouin came and joined Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the Khaybar expedition. The Khyber expedition, the Muslims got many, a lot of booty. They received a lot of booty. So his portion was, uh, was uh, the, the booty was being distributed, and his portion was sent to him. So when it was brought to him, he said, hey, I didn't go out in the part of Allah for booty. Well, it's part of jihad. So he said, no, I didn't go out in the part of Allah for this. I don't want this booty. I went out in the path of Allah because I wanted an arrow to come and pierce me here, and it must come out to the other side. See? And then he joined very soon. After- and this was uh, mentioned to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi was was sallam. And Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasalam said he's is a very sincere Ahabi. But nevertheless, he joined Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasalam in the next expedition. And whilst they were out, an arrow came and pierced him exactly on the spot that he, point- he pointed, and it came through through his neck, and he became Shahid. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa arranged for his ghusl and his kafan, whatever, his body was placed there. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam makes dua to Allah and says, Ya Allah, here lies a sincere servant of yours. He migrated for your sake. And O oh Allah, I am happy with him and I bear witness that he is a shaheed. So even the sahaba ikram were, were envious of the maqam and status of that sahabi. Like that there are many, many incidents of Sahaba kiram That had given their lives for the sake of Allah and that too happily A sahabi is being executed And he's saying Fustu I am successful by the oath of the Lord of the Kaaba. Why? Because they understood what was the maqam And the status of a shaheed Hazrat ya- Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu And his entire family Ammar radiyallahu ta'ala, his wife a Sumeyyah radiyallahu ta'ala anha, they were being tortured by the kuffar. Hazrat Sumeyyah radiyallahu ta'ala anha, Abu Jahl put his spear to the most private part of her body. And she was the first martyr in the history of Islam. The first martyr in Islam was a woman. And she was, uh, what you can say, killed in this brutal way. When they were being tortured, nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being the great nabi of allah he could have just made dua to allah he was much mustajab al-du'awat yani allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have removed them immediately from that uh, atrocities that were being leveled again, against them but what did nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tell them sabran ya ali yasir sabran ya ali yasir make sabr o oh ali yasir oh the family of yasir makes sabr. why because a mu'min and a believer's focus is on the akhirat they say when a person is dying and is being made shaheed before his blood touches the ground his gunas and sins are forgiven before he can even leave this world before he can even die he already sees his maqam and status in jannat he is made to wear a robe of uh, and, and a robe of iman a crown is placed on his head, the brilliance of which, which will one ruby on the crown, will outshine the brilliance of the sun. He is granted seventy-two hours of jannah. When he is leaving this world, about to die, the two of those hours come and come and take his ruh, escort his ruh, waiting to take his ruh. They say a shaheed will not go through any accountability, hisab and kitab. When everybody else will be going through Hisab and Kitab, the Shuhada will be waiting in a VIP lounge which is described in the Ahadith as a beautiful green dome. And they will be waiting there right by the gates of Jannah in a VIP lounge enjoying themselves whilst everybody else will be going through Hisab Kitab. And once Hisab Kitab is over then they will be the first ones to enter into Jannah. And many a times we think and we see Oh, we think, you know, look at what a gruesome death. But if you think back, the body of Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the uncle, beloved uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa his nose was cut off, his ears were cut off, all the vitals from inside were removed. His body was completely, what you can say, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, com- completely butchered asad. You know, And Nabi Alaihi wa was profusely crying at that time Crying at looking at the beloved uncle uh, Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anwar. So in the same way you find That history bears testimony to this fact That many many people gave their lives in this brutal way But it was for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And not only that Because there is another beautiful life awaiting them there so it comes in the hadith Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said La yajidu shaheedu minal qatli illa kama yajidu ahadakum masal qarsati Oh kama qal alayhi salatu salam that Sometimes we think you know he's going through such a you know such a brutal death but Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said a shaheed the, 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 the what you can say the pain and the hurt that he goes through is just like a pinch on his body, and now lately there was a report of a mother from Palestine, from Gaza, who saw in a dream saw her son, little boy, and he says, "Oh my son, where, where are you?" He says, "Oh mother, I am in such a beautiful place." Ask what happened. He says, "No, I was running towards you, and then somebody pinched me, and I carried on running until I came into this beautiful garden." This is in keeping with this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is, is reported. See, I, I just came into this beautiful garden and like that there are so many examples. Now present day of beautiful fragrance emanating from the bodies of the shuhada. So, we should take a lesson from what is happening here. At least this much should be in a heart of every believer that I desire shahadat. I desire to give my life for the deen of Allah. In one hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, walam walam bihi nafsu. Mata ala min If a person dies, never wait jihad anytime. Perhaps we didn't get the opportunity, perhaps we didn't get an, an occasion where we needed to go out and fight. But at the same time, yuhaddith bihi nafsu. the hadith says he didn't even desire it in his heart. A mu'min and a believer has to have this desire in his heart for shahadat. He didn't even desire it in his heart. He will die on, on nifaq and hypocrisy. Allah Ta'ala save us from that. So we should have this desire for shahadat. What is happening in that part of the world. Whenever we see those incidents and we see those pictures etc. You know there's a lot of things that are coming up in the news etc. This should actually create a desire in our hearts for shahadat. We make dua for, for them. And we, can, we, we, we should constantly make dua for them. And at the same time, we should rectify our lifestyles, rectify our, 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 our mindsets, etc. And have this desire for shahadat also. A shaheed's maqam and status in the courts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is extremely high and every mu'min and believer should have the desire for shahadat. now coming to the uh, come, come, coming to the aspect regarding what is happening in gaza when you look into into quran you will find that what is happening today has happened many times already in the past and then few ayats of the uh, and many ayats of the quran explains this also but in surah قصص allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning of surah qasas allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in firaun alafil ard wa ja'ala ahlaha shi'a'a yastad'ifu ta'ifatan minhum wa minal allah Ta-Ala makes mention of firaun now firaun is a title that is given to the rulers of, e- of egypt and there were many pharaohs that came, and each one that came was worse than the other, until the one that came in the time of Musa alayhi salatu salam. Exactly the same thing in Israel today. So many rulers came, one worse than the other, and now you got such a big shaitan at the moment there, just like the pharaoh in the time of Musa alayhi salatu salam. In the Quran, he is referred to as Bilautar, the man of pigs. Where he used to pick the people's hands and feet onto a board. Then he used to let loose scorpions and snakes on them. And at times he used to slaughter their own children on top of their bodies. The children on top of their bodies he used to slaughter, he used to slaughter them. And Allah Ta'ala says, Inna Fir'aun ala fil ard. Fir'aun had glorified himself on earth. He thought he was the best. And he had everything. Israel is the same. They have glorified themselves on earth. They have glorified themselves in such a way that they think there's nobody like them. They are the superpowers of the world. They have everything. They have the support of all the other superpower countries of the world, and they think there's nobody. They have glorified themselves. In the Fir'awn, Allah Fir'awn glorified himself. In the Fir'awn, Allah filled the earth, while all Ahlaha Shiai, minhum, and he made them into groups. In his country, the same thing as apartheid. There was apartheid in Egypt also. In the time of Firaun, he segregated the people. Some had all privileges and the others were deprived of all privileges. Some had access to every privilege. They had access to everything. Others had access to nothing. So the Bani Israel were the slaves of Firaun. The Bani Israel were the slaves of Firaun. They had access to everything. And uh, they had access to, not, uh, to nothing, and Pharaoh had access to, and his people had access to everything. Allah had granted them, granted Pharaoh a lot of wealth. Allah had granted him a massive army. He had, he had everything. And what did he do? He ifatam minhum. He suppressed one group of people, referring to the Bani Israel. Exactly what Israel is doing today. They have suppressed one group. And they have uh, what you can say, extolled and glorified another group. Another group have all facilities, they have all the privileges, etc, and the other group has been suppressed and been oppressed. You stood every at the you. They were slaughtering. They were slaughtering all the male issues amongst the Bani Israel, according to some of the narrations. Between forty to hundred thousand babies of the Bani Israel were slaughtered. For between forty to hundred thousand, according to some, some 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 narrations, were slaughtered of the children of the Bani Israel by who by Pharaoh and his army. And why did he do this? He did this out of a fear of one child. He did this out of a fear of the birth of Musa. A.s. And why is Israel today murdering thousands and thousands of children and women, etc., out of the fear of one resistant group? One very weak, uh, resistant group. They are not weak. They have the power of Allah with them. But what I mean in terms of the of the warfare, etc. They, out of fear of one resistant group, they are massacring thousands and thousands of children and women, etc. They are indiscriminately bombing, uh, you know, entire towns and cities. They are bombing out of the fear of one a uh, one resistant group, like that. Firawn, out of the fear of one child which the astronomers told him about the birth of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam who will come and take over his his uh, throne out of fear for that he began to murder and leave leave alone that when Musa alayhi salatu wasalam took the message of Dawud to him you know he refused to accept he brought the magicians to challenge Musa alayhi salatu wasalam according to some narrations, there were 80,000 80,000 magicians that came to challenge Musa alayhi salatu When they threw down the staffs, the entire Maidan and the huge field was covered with snakes and scorpions, etc. The people went into anxiety out of that, just the sheer, uh, what you can say, number of that snakes and scorpions that were on the field. Allah Ta'ala commanded Musa alayhi salatu Salam, throw down your staff. He threw down the staff. A massive, huge serpent. It turned into a huge serpent. Some of the narrations say, when it opened its mouth, it was 40 meters wide. And it swallowed all the, the things that the that the magicians made. See, magicians made. When the magicians saw that, 80,000 of them all went into sajda. And they brought iman upon Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. When he, they, they brought iman, then Firaun threatened them and he said that i am going to cut off your hand your one arm and the opposite leg i will cut it off and i am going to crucify you all according to some some narrations mention is made that 80000 of those magicians were executed by firaun executed by firaun say musa alayhi salatu salam started making dua to allah and began to cry that these were the ones who brought iman upon me he just brought iman and look at how brutally Firaun kill kill them allah ta'ala looking at the tears of kalimullah of musa alayhi salatu salam allah ta'ala opened the realms of the akhirat before musa alayhi salatu salam and he saw the honor and the maqam and the status that allah gave to the, mag- the magicians musa alayhi salatu salam began to smile he got solace that this is the maqam and status allah gave those we can say river muslims no, that accepted iman. Just accepted accepted iman. Now the other question comes about: Is that that serpent, which could swallow all the magic of the magicians? It had the power to swallow Pharaoh. Fir- Once you swallowed Pharaoh, problem solved. But that's not the system of Allah. That is not the system of Allah. Allah wanted to destroy Pharaoh himself. Pharaoh will commit a certain level of oppression and then the nusrat and the help of allah will come and when the help and the nusrat of allah came allah says wa numakkina lahum fil ard wa nuriya firaun wa hamana wa junuduhum minhum ma kanu yahdharun then we decided we decided to grant authority to the bani israel we gra- we decided to grant authority to the bani israel See, وَنُمَكِّنَ لَهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ And then, that which Fir'aun was fearing. Allah made Fir'aun, Haman, وَجُنُودُهُمَا The IDF also, you can say. You know the this thing. وَجُنُودُهُمَا Fir'aun, Haman, you can say, the Netanyahu, his entire cabinet. وَجُنُودُهُمَا And the IDF. The the, the whole entire army. Allah Ta'ala showed Fir'aun, his army, and his ministers that which they feared they feared the coming of musa salatu salam allah Taala made it such that musa salatu was brought up in the very palace and eventually allah Taala caused the destruction of her he and his entire army were drowned in the sea it is just to wait for this decision of allah we have to make dua to allah we have to make uh, as uh, whatever way we can assist we should assist we should continuously uh, you know make toba istighfar rectify our lifestyle etc and understand wala tahsabannallaha ghafilan amma ya'malud allah is not unaware of whatever is happening throughout the world there is a system of allah and the system of allah will prevail on the surface of the earth and always the outcome the best outcome is therefore the people of Iman and Amal-e-Saliha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tofi. Wa khidu dawan rabbil alayhi. <laughs> <laughs>